part three of the NBA Overrunners extravaganza with Rosillo and House. How are we still going? It's next. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at McLobeUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Nissan SUV. It's good to stay up to date. I mean, we've seen this in basketball. We've seen it in football. We've seen it in baseball. Once the stats started taking off in the 2000s, everybody had to figure that out. Then I remember in basketball, first it was three-pointers. Then it was defensive stats. You just got to keep moving. You got to keep evolving. You got to keep going. Now it's pace and threes. What's it going to be next, big guys? That's why the 2024 Nissan Rogue has Google built right into its 12.3-inch touchscreen infotainment system. With Google Maps, Assistant, and more, you can stay up to date on everything that's ahead without even needing to connect your phone. Find your next adventure with the Nissan SUV. Learn more about the Rogue, Pathfinder, and Armada SUVs at NissanUSA.com. All right, we're brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. If you missed part one and part two, we did the entire Western Conference plus Milwaukee's division in the East. This is going to be part three. The Atlantic, as well as whatever the hell Miami's division is called. And then we're going to give you our locks for the season of all the over-unders that we did. Joe House here. Ryan Rosillo is here. One more time. Pearl Jam. All right, guys, Boston Celtics, 54 and a half. They're plus 165 for the plus 380 for the title, plus 175 for the conference. They were 57 and 25 last year. This just instinctively feels like an over to me, but I don't trust myself because it's my favorite team. But I do think like the, the holiday white thing is going to be awesome. And there's a lot of ways to talk about this team. What's the number one thing you're looking at, Rosillo? Their guys play. I mean, other than Przingis, their guys play. Yeah. So that's why they feel like a safer over for a, one of the highest projected teams of any number you can find. So, you know, usually somebody wins a conference like mid to high 50s. And considering like a 58, that, right. 59, 60 range. So I love the depth. I love the versatility. Przingis scares the shit out of me. But even without him, I think they win a lot of games. House, there was this moment, the, the first preseason game, they put Perzingis in the corner in the Al Horford spot and Tatum had the ball or somebody had it and they swung around and they threw it to him. He was open, but then somebody closed out on him, but he's seven foot three and he just shot a wide open three over the guy. And I was like, oh, I just think this is a nice spot for Perzingis. I have no idea if he can play healthy and they're going to post him up and they're going to use, he's going to have these incredible defensive guards. All he's going to have to do is protect the rim. I'm sure there's going to be a couple teams that try to pound him and exploit him. 
What did you see from him last year that makes you think he could be the missing piece for a Boston Celtics title? Um, his versatility. He absolutely uh, gets it going sometimes. And you you can kind of tell right away yeah. if he's in, in his rhythm. Um, and he surprisingly would go down and mix it up a little bit. Now, you defensively, he can't be under the basket. If he's under the basket, it's a bucket. It's a, he's a he's a guaranteed bucket against. Who was the guy who killed him last year? Vucevic, Vucevic absolutely yeah. annihilated him. Yeah, uh, that Bulls game. I'm telling they, you, they just parked him down below there and, and let Vucevic put him in the torture chamber, and he did it. Um, the biggest question mark to me isn't the fit of Porzingis because I think it'll work great. Like you yeah. know, he he he. Um, I'll knock on wood for it. He he should be like not in harm's way with the construction of this team and that roster. The question to me with the Celtics and the only like hesitation reservation I have what's the what's the defensive identity? You lost the two stalwarts, the real plus Grant Williams. I mean, I know Grant Williams and Joe Maz couldn't get on the same page; they couldn't figure out, yeah, you know, the the right role for Williams. But those were like tough guys, tough attitudes, right? They they you know got out to the extended to the perimeter. They had the commitment to do that. What's the defensive identity of this team? Well, Drew's a better defender than Smart is. I yeah, think. and it's not even no close. argument, right. no argument so, whatsoever. And White, and is, White is better and smart, I think too. Okay. Would you say those okay. are the two best okay. defensive perimeter guards in the league? Caruso and Caruso. Yeah, I think Caruso okay. might be better. You could argue he might be better than both of them. Um, yeah, but they're in the discussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people like look at White as just being too small, and Miami was looking to attack him, and it, sometimes it looked like it was like, oh wait, White's just overmatched at this level. When it matters, but I, I think, you know, the, the most basic thing you're asking for from your perimeter guys is like, just don't screw it up by not knowing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And White is definitely smart with that. Like, look, the Rob Williams part of it, it's a luxury, but I'm telling you, every time, every few weeks he would land and you'd go, oh, he's hurt. No, he's mm-hmm. not hurt. Wait, he's hurt. He's playing. I can't tell if he's hurt or not. Like, it's, I just, just telling Portland fans, like, get used to it because it, it's constant. And if your team is trying to win a championship, and you're banking on him being healthy all the time. What would you really compare him to for a, a purchase in Manhattan Beach, like a s- golf cart that keeps breaking down? <laughs> it seems like an awesome idea to have a golf cart. I think it is a lot like the golf cart, but not because it's breaking down. It's like, well, hey, I don't drive drunk, but it's a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> right? So you're like, I'm not really doing anything wrong. It's just a golf cart. How yeah. fast can I go? Probably it's the golf cart. Right. I think their defensive identity is the Drew, Derek White, and Tatum, who I think is going to play really hard this year because okay. I think he's excited that this is his team. I think he is an MVP candidate. I'm not going to pick it, but I think this team's going to really give a shit in the regular season. And I think there's going to be an attitude and identity with them because they have hey, a look, bunch of guys who play hard. After what happened last year, losing to Miami, yeah, there's no reason, like, who are they to think that they can just right. mail it in this year and then see what happens? They should be furious about what happens. They also have a bunch of bench guys that I think are going to give a shit. Like Pritchard, who they paid, but I think Pritchard is, I don't think it's going to happen, but you don't think Pritchard is as the sixth man of the year conversation with people in a circle? Like, I think I could do it. 25 minutes a game. Yeah, I'm going to be a top five <laughs> three-point shooter. Like Pritchard's an irrational confidence guy. Uh, I like Brissett. I think Jordan Walsh is going to be a fan favorite. Um, I think their bench is going to come in and swing some home games. I don't trust it on the road as much, but the top six is great. Horford should not play more than 1,200 minutes max. 
I would just keep them in the garage. With I can't one believe of those what car got, covers on what they got from him last year. And but you could even see then him being so good all last year. Like I don't know if that's why he was it's on fumes at the end, but right. Um, that was a big win. He couldn't move in the playoffs. Or he couldn't move against Miami. He couldn't make any shots. Rosillo, if they're wrong about Joe Missoula, is that the biggest mistake anyone made this summer? Because uh, if they're wrong about him, they basically went all in and they blamed, they said it was everybody else's fault. And if we just get this guy. Well, did they say that? Or, no, and they or basically they, said but it. I don't know. Does that mean they believe it? You know, I think they... I just don't know how you can do that job the first year and not be making mistakes all the time. Especially like this, with like barely any assistance. Right. That, that's the, that's the, the point. Like, how about Jeff Van Gundy in the mix? Well, this is a whole Our thing. Guy. Look at what Very they happy. did assistant coach wise. This is what one of the bits of research I did was like, let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to see how they built this up because it's, I'm genuinely cur- curious about forecasting this, the Celtics team. It was this Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy thing, which was funny, senior advisor. But they brought in Sam Cassell. Good. And Charles Lee, Charles who everybody Lee. loves. Really good, yeah. right? The the first assistant under Coach Bud on the 21 winning Bucks team. And then uh, Emil Jefferson, hmm. Tatum's guy from Duke. Uh, yeah. Phil Presley. Like, that, that's, that's, you know, doing it right. It wasn't their fault that Emei had the issue that he had. And they get rid of Smart and they get rid of Grant, who were the two guys that he clashed with last year. So they have cleared the fucking runway for this guy. They plowed all the snow off it. They changed the plane tires and they gave this guy a nice plane. And we're going to find out if he's a good coach or not, because I have no idea if he is or not. I don't. And Rosillo doesn't either. I will tell you that there are people that I trust that really do like him. Yeah. But... There were there were a few too many moments late in the season where you know I don't I don't really love being super critical of the coaches because I feel like there's all this stuff going on that we don't know about. But when the coach makes it easy to second guess them with some of the stuff, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? But I'm a big blame the player guys. Like they were pathetic against Miami to close those first two games, and then in game three, you're going. Like, where's where's the pride? And then the pride actually shows Game up Game two is the inexcusable one to me when Butler was just punking them and then everybody got mad at Grant Williams after. Listen, they, they're out of excuses. This is a seven-year run now, and they have, if not the most talented team, one of the most talented teams. Yeah. Tatum's 26. This is right at the time of his career and of a normal NBA star's career where you're supposed to peak 26, 27, 20, 29. Jalen Brown got paid. Porzingis is in the single best basketball situation he's ever been in. And uh, and they have stuff to trade, too. They have picks that they can still move around. And if they want to get slightly better, they will. They're spending a stupendous amount of money on this team. This team is like a Golden State Warriors level uh, expenditure. But it's it's hard not to be super pumped. I'll just tell you this. You guys know this because we've certainly all talked about it enough. But I couldn't watch that team play offense in the playoffs anymore. The team that they had, I just couldn't do it. They had to change something. I didn't know they would be as uh, aggressive as they were, but I'm glad they were. I think they had to be that way. You can't be like, no, no, we're good every year because as we laid out last spring, the NBA, you can't just assume it's going to keep going. You got to get aggressive. Unfortunately, the Philadelphia 76ers can't say the same. (laughs) And their over-under is 47 and a half, and it's dropped two wins, and I still like the under. This is a mess. Um... House, can they save the season just 
I don't, I hope they don't do this, but if this Harden thing is unfixable, like, is there a scenario where they just move on from Daryl to try to save it? Because I feel like that How scenario that exists. How does that help them? What do I don't mean? know. Like, what, what makes... else do you do? You have this Embiid window. Well, if they reach the conclusion that by getting rid of Daryl, then Harden will stay and that, that he will be happy. And be engaged for a year? Well, they, they, they would have to, like, <laughs> dangle the extension that he thought he was getting. Like, they'd have to put that back if on the table. they do that, they should sell the team. Well, I just have a hard time believing that the ownership's going, Daryl, we should pay him. And he's like, sorry. Good point. Right? So, cosmetically, I guess, but that would then mean you would have to pay him. And I wouldn't want to pay him. I would see, I would go back. I would have that right side drive in game seven in Boston <laughs> and see Harden go, I don't want to be here. And I'd go, you this, know is, this is why we're not paying him. You know what's funny? Rousseau's going to miss Harden. When it's all over and Harden's retired, Rousseau's going to be, you know what? It was really fun to just. I'm not. Just complain about that. I'm guy. not. Because a lot of it's the way he was officiated. And I look back, I regret those hours. Hmm. Regret all the hours that I put in. Do you, do you think Joe Embiid's saying the same thing? When does he say, get me out of here? The Joel only Embiid. thing that matters for Philadelphia is just divining Joel Embiid's intentions and trying to figure out the best possible path to keeping him. Yeah, because we can think Daryl is stubborn and I give him a lot of credit. You know, you moved off of Ben Simmons who doesn't even play for Harden. You had a chance. You know, there was a stretch last year where we were like, hey, look, they're in the conversation if something were to go their way. Uh, I think we all agree, as we touched on earlier, Embiid kind of gets this collective pass about not being that successful in the playoffs where other guys with his profile would start really getting beat up on the talk shows. I mean, it's not, it doesn't mean like, hey guys, let's remind ourselves this year to shit on Embiid him more because I like him. You know what I mean? Like I just haven't, I haven't really wanted to do that. Um, but there's some real proof that like some of the stuff I would say about Westbrook not getting out of the first round, like I could apply it the same way to Embiid. And the idea too, that if you have an old traditional center initiating your offense in crunch time playoff possessions, does the game even work that way anymore? Especially okay? over the course of two weeks when you just get to watch every single thing 400 a, minutes of it or right. whatever it ends and he's up a little being, late yeah. on the doubles there's still yeah. some stuff with him where i'm like man how can you not feel some of this pressure and all these different things happening so look as much as we're sifting through the Embiid part of this and daryl will be like my price is my price and you know all this different stuff there may be a play here where with simmons it it wasn't it wasn't dire enough where it could be dire enough that, like, there may be a move initiated based exactly, House, on what you said about, like, making sure Embiid realizes we're on his side in this more so than hanging out for every last asset. It would be interesting if Embiid just came out and was like, I'm fucking tired of this. Like, I really want to win a title, and they've got to fix this. I wonder how that would be, because part of it you would go, yeah. you, you But I mean direct it toward Harden and be like, you know what, man, you opted in. Like... We were really good last year and the East is worse. Like, let's try to win a title together. Stop bitching about all this other stuff. Like, we're right here. We should have beaten Boston last year. We you choked. have to play better. You opted yeah. in. Like, yeah, you, you opted know, in, dude. You want you want to to make this money. They got rid so, of the coach that you wanted them to get rid of. Right. They brought in Nick Nurse, who won a title for five years ago. I think that very same conversation you guys are sort of walking through it could be the other way. Like, him going to management and saying... Do what it takes to keep James. I like James. James made me the mother effing MVP of right. the league. 
We got very far into the positive. He feels this way, though. I don't don't think he feels this way. I don't think he feels this way. This is the question. This is what I'm saying. You got to divine his intentions. Did you watch game six and game seven in the Boston series? He was hurt. He's going to say to everybody. James Harden was or Embiid? No, Embiid. Did you see the James Harden part? But James Harden carried them into game six and game seven. They weren't in that. There was no competition. Otherwise, without James Harden, this is the James Harden sword. truth. I'm trying to tell you what the other side of this might look like, but it's all up to Embiid. It's Joel Embiid's call. If he went to to Maury and said, "Get it done with James Harden and let's go to war," I mean, Nick Nurse, I think, could figure out a way to make this work. Well, I have, have you a lot seen of respect some of the stuff coming from there, where they're the it's like kind of veiled doc shots. Yeah, it's like a lot more movement this year. Yeah, it'd be, be nice oh, to be in an offense where the ball moves around, like it's just like subtle. Right, so, no, no, I'm looking like forward to Harden off Tobias the ball Harris cutting. Stuff. Yeah, it was it Doc. It was Doc holding him back. Yeah, no, Harden's. I mean, Can't you know, wait. he moves like a lot, Ginobili like, or he moves without the ball. I Feel, I just love when like they used to do the same shit with LeBron. Be like, oh, now he's you can get out like push. Yeah, the get tempo. out. He's gonna run way more. Right, look, like, he's way more athlete. Yeah. And it's like actually he's one of the slower paced guys because yeah. he's so good at dissecting what happens. So you can yeah. talk about whatever you want to do. The guy's going to default back to what he's comfortable with. So that's what basketball is. Especially and, as you get older. Yeah. Philly owns their own first round pick this year, but they can't really trade it because they have a protected pick to OKC in 25 and then another protected pick to Brooklyn in 27. They have their own first in 29 and 30. They don't really have a lot of avenues to improve this team. I still feel like they should have gone after Dame. Because I, as I said, when it was happening, like I just thought they had a two or three year window here with Embiid. And uh, I don't think, I think the window might have slammed shut. So you would have done Maxi and. I would have. I would have tried to trade Maxi to a third team, tried to get those picks and just tried to figure out some sort of package to try to get Dame with and put him with Embiid and see if I have a better chance. But I think they're thinking we can turn Harden into more stuff, keep Maxi. I just don't think they're going to be able to turn Harden into more stuff. I don't think there's a deal for him. I wonder how much the Simmons thing motivates Maury to go like, well, look, everybody, remember? Yeah. Like, other GMs would have given in. Other GMs would say, hey, we just need to turn the page on this thing. He waited and waited and waited. But the difference is Harden is like one of the great saboteurs yes. we've ever had in any sport. Like Ben Simmons just went to London and went to clubs and he, just like, he, disappeared. he checked out. James and Harden just like is, Clutch, Clutch will save me yeah. on this. He's not disappearing. Harden's like, I'm going to be here and you guys are all going to be fucking miserable. And every like three days I'm going to do something because he knows how to do this. But so. it's different though, because he still is hoping for the contract. That's so true. unless he thinks that's why I just can't wait. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Like, is he going to actually sabotage the situation to get out then while also demanding a new deal worth $180 million? He also doesn't seem to understand that the other 29 teams in the league have watched the behavior, right? So it's like, if you have some neighbor and they had a dog and you saw the dog attack multiple neighbors, right? And the neighbor came to you and was like, do you want to adopt my dog? Really nice looking German shepherd. I'm like, no. I talking just... about Biden's dog? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know we don't talk politics Commander? a lot on this pod. <laughs> Commander yeah. Biden? Yeah. <laughs> Biden comes to you and was like, hey, Commander Joe, needs a home. can we talk about your dog? <laughs> he bit at least 11 Secret Service agents. But yeah, I mean, at some point, the behavior is the behavior. And the other teams see this. And like, well, we, we trade for this guy. Well, what if he becomes unhappy in three months? No, you're right. But I don't think, I think when you're really this special and you've been this special at something for this long, 
and it's actually gone your way so many times. People just yeah. talk themselves into it. Yeah. And I also think like, look, there's, there's a sense around the league too, that the agents that he's working with, like if you had a clutch, if you had one of the, one of the, like the real foundational agents, who, then maybe who like this their is power. This is the part of the agent game that most of us overlook or don't understand. Is that like, when there's a guy who's really valuable to a team, that opens up doors for like the agent to have power with that team. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, everyone looked at Lamar Jackson's deal and said, oh, remember all of you that said he needed an agent? It's like, well, he still didn't really get what he wanted. He wanted to be traded. And if you want to be traded, you have to have something that your agent can like barter, meaning other clients or hey, down the road. Because as you know, and I know you hate it, and we argue about it all the time, like there are simply just transactions done where the team does the agent a favor. And it probably doesn't come back to pay them back as much as they would hope, but they still keep that line of communication open. So if you're trying to manipulate this a third time and not have the agent that maybe has the most intense client list, it's an even harder thing to pull off here. Yeah. While on top That's of it- a really good point not being as desired as he was in the past. They started nine and nine last year house and went 45 and 19, won 54 games. They were basically the team with the best record in the league for the last three fourths of the season. Harden missed 24 games, Maximus 22 and Bede missed 16. That's a ton of wins for yeah. how many games. Yeah. Yeah. So it's dropped enough that I'm not positive. It's a lock for me. It was a lock at 49 and a half because I was like, they're not winning 50 games. That's ludicrous. But the 47 and a half in a bad conference, it's still a hard under for me. You guys are under? I just, it's a bit like my Kings, or excuse me, it's a lot like my Clippers pick where I'm not going to be wrong on the over. Right. Knowing what could potentially happen here. Yeah. yeah. And there's what, a four to one chance Embiid gets mad in January and it's like, you know what? We've run our course here. Yeah, but if Daryl still the GM, that doesn't mean anything. You're not just going to trade him for nothing. I just think like, oh, hey, we're going into it. We're not quite sure which way James Harden's leaning. Mm -hmm. Then then how, how do you take the over? Knicks, 45 and a half. And we're going to talk about them right after this break. Get ready to start the NFL week off right. Right now, all customers can get a no sweat, same game parlay for Thursday night football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay in this week's game between the Saints and the Jags, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. You know what else you can do on FanDuel, by the way? Jags-Saints, fun game to bet on. But you know what's, what's really fun? NBA Future Boost, which we've been doing basically for three parts now on the BS Podcast. I mentioned how we have Celtics 50-plus, Lakers 45-plus, OKC 40-plus. They're going to boost. Go check their website. It's going to be boosted, I think, in the plus 250 range. You know what else you can do on FanDuel, by the way, my friends? Profit boosts on any NBA futures bet from Tuesday until tip. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Profit boost, house. Outside of the boost, the customers can apply the profit boost to any other of their favorite future bets that they hear on the pod. How easy is that? Doesn't that sound fantastic? That's what happens when you check out FanDuel, the top-rated sportsbook app, where they have SGPs, future bets, fanduel.com slash BS. Go there. You don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on Thursday night if you're excited about that on America's number one sportsbook. 
Don't forget to check out our TV shows as well, including Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend and Wise Guys on FanDuel TV. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 plus and present in select states. Refund issue does not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe Spring. On the way, warmer temperatures, more time outside, more time away from your home. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you're doing what you can to protect your place and get a Simply Safe home security system, comprehensive protection for your whole home, a great way to keep you and your loved ones safe. What if you're going out for Easter for six hours? You don't think the burglars are going to figure that out? That y'all y'all packed up your car at like 1130 on Easter and you drove off somewhere? Yeah, all they need is an hour. I'm not the only one singing Simply Safe's praises. Simply Safe, named best home security system in 2024 by US News and World Report, recognized for the best customer service and home security by Newsweek. Protect your home today. I use Simply Safe and love it. My listeners get a special 20% off any new Simply Safe system when they sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash BS. Don't wait. That is simplysafe.com slash BS. All right. The Knicks were 47 and 35 last year, and the over under for them, for some reason, has dropped by a win and a half. Even though the conference got worse, they had the pretty much exact same team they had last year. They added uh, DiFincenzo and uh, they signed Josh Hart. And it just seems, I don't know why their record would be worse. I guess the question for me is, What's the next move for this team? Because they don't have enough to win a title. They're kind of on the hold for, can they get Giannis? Can they get Mitchell? What if Embiid becomes available? So it's this two parallel pass of, we're a really good four or five seed, but we're probably not getting it at a round two. But we're also kind of asset maintaining all these dudes in case something bigger happens. That makes me a little nervous with the over-under, but Rosillo, I'm, I'm going over 45 and a half. I think this is at least a 46-win team. Yeah, it's part of the Tibbs deal where at some point last year, it felt like he was done. That was definitely yeah, had a lot of momentum. Like two weeks. When you think about like certain things you'll hear over the course of a season, uh, it looked like his days were numbered. Not even the case. Jalen Brunson was so far beyond. Like We knew he was good. This was absurd. What he did to the Cavs in the playoffs. And you know, you look at him and go, okay, well, who's that number two that makes them good enough to feel like they're in that first tier of the East? They're just not. They're not. But their one through eight is pretty good. And, you know, it's it. I hate to bring them up again because I spent so much time on them, too much time on them last year. But I think the hope is that Barrett is something that's either tradable or is the defining number two, three guy with Julius nice playoff Randall. stuff with him, though, that I think we both liked. Yeah, but the shooting good games. across the board was down dramatically. Yeah. I mean, he was 40% from three two years ago. He was 31% with a 34 in between that. Um, and, you know, look, I, I brought it up constantly. I thought it was really weird, like, the way they would sub him out. Yeah. They were doing kind of lamello, like, yeah, sure, you're playing in the fourth quarter, buddy, but you aren't. And they would get weird on the patterns there. I just, for them to feel better about their situation, he needs to finally put it together at 23, which usually this means four seasons in, this is who he is, or that he does enough that he's actually valuable enough for whatever that next move is. But good luck. House, they started 10 and 13. They finished 37 and 22, which is a hell of 50 win pace. And everybody's back. Why aren't we going over with this team? I think that we are. Okay. I love the 17 and 8 that they went with Josh Hart. I love what, you know, there's a force multiplier kind of effect with this team in terms of when Hart arrived, 
it delivered an identity to the team. Yep. And then this DiVincenzo edition, which is like, he feels like, yeah, great. But no, that's another Villanova guy. And there's a whole thing going on, like a whole subtext of, of, of this, this rallying. Like they, the, the town loves this team and they got to figure out what happens with Julius Randle, but they have tons of flexibility in terms of um, picks and, 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 and talent to land, you know, if, if uh, Toronto decides to be a seller, I expect the Knicks yeah. to be all in on this. So they're, they're a super over for me this year. Randall's last five years, 22, 10, and four. One second team All-NBA, one third team All-NBA, and he only missed 33 games. There's a case he's like the most underrated guy in the league. Nobody's like, you know, I fucking love Julius Randle. You know, and... I fell out of love with him in the Miami series. Yeah, I know. But he was also, then it turned out he was playing on a bad enough ankle that they had to have surgery for it, you know? So. You're right. Because whenever we do the all NBA stuff, I'm like, wait, I think I have to vote him. Right. Yeah. I have to vote him in. And then you're right. He plays all the time. I mean, look, there was that year where he was going to be eligible for a contract extension and he took the money instead of waiting it out like another year, but it was still such a huge number that you're yeah. like, okay, it kind of makes sense. And then when he did it, it was like, oh, it was good that he did it because he had taken a dip down. He's just always a strange player. He's just always going to be a strange like, wow, that guy's numbers are way better than I think they are. But in a big game, am I actually afraid of Julius Randle? And the answer is probably no. You had Shamit face that you created? Yeah. Randall face is like a different kind of face. Like he's one of those guys, he'd almost be better playing with a hockey mask. So we wouldn't see he's, he's got expressions that just make you think things are going badly or he's unhappy or, but it's just kind of his face. It's a great call. Cause Shamit face has a face that you'd be willing to like overlook. You're like, well, that guy can't be good. I mean, I'm sorry. You have to yeah. win me over right, because right. I don't trust your face. Randall face just shares too much. Cause like when yeah. it's not going right and he's in the building, like that got really weird at points last year yeah. where it felt like the city and the crowd was turning on him. Um, and look, I know that he was hurt, but I, I would say that there were enough moments where he could do stuff in that Miami series. It's like, okay, so you're hurt when all the bad things are happening, yeah. but you're healthy enough when all the good things are happening there. So maybe he grows a giant beard, like a hardened beard. They have a lot of first round picks. They have all their own picks. Dallas is protected first, top 10. Detroit's protected first, top 18, top 13, top 11, top nine. Those are the protections. Washington's first, top 12 next year. I think you'll be keeping that one house. We're keeping that one. Top 10 and 25, top eight and 26. And then they have Milwaukee's first, top four protected. So they can mobilize pretty fast with some packages and some things. It'd be funny if the Mitchell thing, well, I don't think the Cavs would do that that way, especially knowing like with Mitchell. I mean, Mitchell would have to force the issue. So Mitchell would have to say, hey, with a one and one left, I'm out of here, which is a little different than if you're just going to straight up be a free agent. Yeah. And then I don't know how many times you're going to keep reading the the Nixon monitoring Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, this has been going on for like five years. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think it's true. They, they're run by Kentucky people, and I think they... Well, yeah, but that was the thing, is that supposedly like all this was going to pay off. Yeah. And it, you know, they've done a really good job with with what they have to this point, but landing that big guy. And they could have done the Mitchell trade. They didn't. Uh, I don't think they believed that they had enough competition for it, so they thought they are going to maybe get their way. And look, they end up eliminating the guy. You know, when when going into that series last year, I was like, come on, Cleveland's going to be better than New York. And it was, 
It's kind of humiliating the way they beat Cleveland, I thought. You know who I think is going to have a huge year? Fournier. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just want to wake up for some. Um, Brooklyn Nets, 37 and a half. They are plus 152 for the playoffs. I personally think they blew it, not going for Dame Lillard. So here's where it gets tough because I don't like this team. And they are making Ben Simmons the point forward. And Spencer Dinwiddie's had some thoughts about this already. He's positive about it. But, you know, he had the car keys last year, and now Ben's going to have the car keys. So he's going to have to learn to adjust off the ball. Um, and we had workout videos posted again. Yeah, there's been some workout videos. They don't have their first-round pick this year. It goes to Houston. So they don't have really any incentive to be bad. But I also don't think they're very good. You're talking... Dinwiddie, Simmons, Miles Bridges, Cam Johnston, Nick's Claxton, Nick Claxton, Finney Smith's in there, O'Neal. They're fine. It's a perfectly serviceable Lonnie Walker's in there now. Perfectly serviceable team. Um, I just is it okay if I just never believe in Ben Simmons again? Yeah, I just it was rather funny. believe in my Ben Simmons, but I'm not gonna believe in the other Ben Simmons. Because I was thinking about like clean slate program. Like, could we just each have three guys where you go, we have to. We have to be clean slate. We can't bring up any of the shit anymore. So Randall would be a good one for you for a clean slate program. No, because when I did that deep dive on him where I just watched him yeah. for an entire Miami game, because I was having like a hard time with that series where I yeah. go, I'm just going to watch him. And boy, did I end up not liking him mm -hmm. after a couple of those games. But yeah, if I just said Ben Simmons, clean slate program, I can't bring up anything in the past. I have to go in with a totally like, Open mind. I have to I have to be like an NBA writer that does a profile on him. Yeah. Where I'm like, this guy gets it. It's right around the corner. Right. Could you do it? Could you do it with Russell Westbrook? I, I think Westbrook's like, you can't do it anymore. Harden, I would not allow that content to be taken from me. Could you do a clean slate deal with Ben Simmons? Starting now, I challenge you. I don't know how he looks athletically yet. Because the guy that played for the Sixers until the fateful Atlanta series was just athletically a specimen who I think was one of the best athletes in the league and was an awesome defensive player. And I don't, is that guy still exist? So if you're telling me that guy's back and mentally there's some stuff going on, but at least the athlete part is back, I could talk myself into it. I just don't know. I, when somebody doesn't play for how many years was that? Two and a half? Well, yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, I think you're going spring of 2021, throw away the 22, 23. He was a zombie. So it's been, it's, it's literally an all time. I don't know. We, you, you have, no but we might to, know that there might deep down. We all might know. The big question is, does he like to play professional basketball? I'm really glad you asked that. The answer has been probably not for a while here. Doesn't seem like it No. but what if. He decides that he that he does. He's really good. He's at, young. He's really good at saying all the right things when basketball isn't scheduled. <laughs> like August, great quotes. Look, if if it were just his health, that'd be one thing. I think he is mentally shot. Yeah. I no, think, no coming back. Right. He's a kid, though. He well, that determines the over under because if if you don't think he's going to be good for them this year, I don't see how they hit the over. I don't think he was I still think getting 35 and 47 team. You remember, I think it was a Boston game where he had a million assists in the first half and they actually took him out of the rotation to close the game because it was getting a little tighter. Yeah. And he was starting to revert to, I don't really want to make decisions here with the ball. 
and they ended up yanking him from him. Now, if that's because of his back, okay, um, that's what he tells us yeah. all the time and that he's back and he's ready to go. I think the biggest thing with Brooklyn here is they built up so much equity despite the weird turnover they had with Kyrie. and They, they were 11, 12 games over 500. They make that trade. They basically play like three to four games under 500 with this group for the like rest 25 of the way, games, yeah. but they still held on to a six seed. Yeah. So I think the overplay. Jedi mind trick. Yeah. So I'm going under. Yeah. That, I came to the same conclusion because that, that one KD Kyrie stretch skewed their record. And I think they're a 35 win team. Not we kept thinking they were going to fall apart, but they, their, their record was already like built in to protect against it. And then everybody else around that seating was, was, you know, a game or two or below 500. I really like Mikael Bridges, but if he's your your number one guy and the last guy in the Jumbotron video as you're introducing the starters, the guy who's got, got the talcum powder, he's like, and blows it out and then fireworks go off. I'm not that excited about my team. And again, I really like Mikael Bridges. But I, I love to him. me, that's he's 35 great. wins. And he, that's your guy. He's showing the ceiling for him is even further than what we thought it could be. Yeah. It's awesome. He's like, I would, say, I would put him above Jalen Brown. But if Jalen Brown was the best guy in this Brooklyn Nets team, I would think they're going to win 34 games. So there you go. House, you're in on the under as well? Yeah, I'm in on the under. Okay. I feel bad. I can't, I can't um, invest in din shitty. <laughs> wow. Well, that's some washed in bad blood. That's so. right. You're right yeah. about that. It would have been, this would have been a fun Dame team. I like how it worked out. It's more fun to have on Milwaukee, but it would have been fun if they just said, fuck it and went after him. Toronto, 36 and a half. They have a new coach. New attitude. They replaced Van Vliet. <laughs> <laughs> they replaced Van Vliet with Dennis Schroeder. Kind of okay. not against it. Okay. They brought in Grady Dick. They owe a top six protected first to San Antonio. So the question is, how good do you want to be? Does that mean they'll tank? My guess is they're probably going to try to be good. And I kind of like the team. They're 41 and 41 last year. I don't understand why it's five wins worse when really the only thing that changed was they turned Van Vliet into Schroeder. And again, I kind of like Schroeder. I thought he was good on the Lakers last year. Um, their chemistry was clearly off. They clearly needed a coach change. Rosillo, it's an over for me. And I have them in the playoffs, I think. I'm going under. Okay, let's hear it. I do think Van Vliet, was that important? Although the, Van Vliet's a weird player where there's all these other like baked in advanced stats that tell you he was actually like terrible. Well, the problem yeah, is they like were, a, there was like, man, they had such bad luck in the clutch last year. And it was like, maybe they had bad luck because Fred Van Vliet was deciding every game for them playing against like Steph Curry and Nikola Jokic. I also think there was some like massive three point percentage number against them that was like absurd. Yeah. So that would speak to your over yeah. call in all this. But, um, I think Van Vliet was just really, really steady for him. And Schroeder, I've had about seven different relationships with. I've We've right. never been better, me and, me and Dennis. <laughs> we broke up. He moved out. He's back in. We're, we're doing great. A lot of the young guys that I've liked on this team, like, I needed to be better. It's kind of like a collective Evan Mobley team. Yeah. Where there's a couple dudes. Like, OG and Anobi's going into the Hall of Fame, obviously, for who we won't be traded for. And I, I think we all kind of like him, but like some of the stuff you'd hear about, like who he wasn't offered for, you're like, wait, is that a, is there another one that I'm not aware of? Well, you have a lot of barn stock. I do, but. And he wasn't I, good last year I'm for also, what we thought. Yeah. I'm also like willing to admit 
hey, I, I got to see like some of the stuff. Like, what do you go to that's really tough to defend? Mm. Not, hey, do you get 15 shots a game? Do you have something that's really tough? And, uh, you know, I think he and Mobley, it'd be nice if we saw something this year. What do you got, House? Um, I mentioned uh, in part one about how I'm a petty better. And I really don't forgive easily when mm. a team burns me. Uh, and this team underperformed by yeah, such did. a significant amount last year. Um, and I'm sick of their shit, to be honest with you. Uh, having said all that, I'm on the over because I think that they are a 37-win team with a talent. Well, yeah. the problem is that they had an identity, and it was a successful identity, and they could be a 45 or 46-win team in the East if they maintain that identity. For whatever reason, they decided, it seems as a group, to not continue to bang the hell out of the offensive boards to push their perimeter defense yeah. all the way out, to play relentlessly. They had this this collection of guys, nobody that was taller than 6'10". Yeah. And that was the game plan, and it really worked. They had 45 or 46 wins. They came in last year, forecasted around that, slightly under it. I was like, wait a minute. I love the way that this team plays. Nick Nurse has them cooking. They have a good identity. They're an inside-outside kind of team. And collectively, for whatever reason, they're like, ah, fuck it. This is too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. And they stopped playing the kind of relentless defense that they 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 uh, had, you know, the previous season. Uh, they got really surly. Like Siakam was always pissed about stuff. It felt like. And then, would like, you see the Messiah quotes about we were selfish last year? And he was basically, you know, and that's what needs to change. It's like, who are you talking about? Your every basketball team is run by four people. One of the best, like preparation guys, adjustment guys, like other basketball people rave about Nick Nurse all the time. So yeah. I kind of wanted to go over, you know, like yeah. they're not, there's no way they're that far off from 40 wins or whatever, but I just don't know why in a first year, a new guy coming in, like this could be the the part of the demise for the Raptors where it's like, you know, they had these pieces that were left over. Lowry's gone, Van Vliet's gone. Maybe it's Siakam and these younger players that I've all kind of liked. I'll throw Precious in the mix oh, yeah. too. Yep. Like, yeah. I mean, eventually I asked myself, like, how come you still like this guy so fucking much? <laughs> I think Schroeder could be good on this team. I really like the fit. And I don't, wouldn't like him on most teams, I don't think. But even in the world championships, like, they built that whole Germany team around him and Franz. And he was cooking. Like, that... I thought in the playoff series, I thought he really bothered the Warriors. I thought he did a nice job Played on his ass Curry. Off. You're right. I thought he did a really nice job on on Jamal when they, you know, Jamal was awesome in the playoffs, but um, they were one of the key moments that happened in one of those Denver games was didn't he get kicked out? I think he got a second. He got into it with somebody, or maybe it was Golden State. He got kicked out of one game, and you could feel the difference with the Lakers. Like he was like a pit bull in those series. Um, I th I just think he's gonna. You know, he's a really smart, kind of old school foreign point guard. So you're going to take an over? I'm taking over. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I have them you in the playoffs. Are. All right. I think they're going to be all right. I have them over. Grady Dick, excitement level. Um, is there a white guy resurgence right now? Pritchard gets a contract, Grady Dick. Teams want TJ McConnell. Hero's got a chip on his shoulder. Hayward's Kevin expiring. Kevin back with Miami. Hayward expiring. Are white guys back? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> we're going to take a break and we're going to do the Southeast. This episode is brought to you by Nissan SUV. It's good to stay up to date 
I mean, we've seen this in basketball, we've seen it in football, we've seen it in baseball. Once the stats started taking off in the 2000s, everybody had to figure that out. Then I remember in basketball, first it was three-pointers, then it was defensive stats. You just got to keep moving. You got to keep evolving. You got to keep going. Now it's pace and threes. What's it going to be next, big guys? That's why the 2024 Nissan Rogue has Google built right into its 12.3-inch touchscreen infotainment system. With Google Maps, Assistant, and more, you can stay up to date on everything that's ahead without even needing to connect your phone. Find your next adventure with the Nissan SUV. Learn more about the Rogue, Pathfinder, and Armada SUVs at NissanUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time. The stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay. That can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. Southeast Miami has the highest over under 44 and a half. They were 44 and 38 last year. I got to say, this is an inexplicable over under to me. And I think there's a lot of disrespect to a Miami team that I know I'm Dr. Loomis in, in the Halloween franchise, just warning people about Michael Myers every year. But man, this team, so they lose Struess and Vincent and they don't get Dame. And the natural instinct is to go, ah, write them off. They're done. Well, they're fucked. I think they're fine. And I think, I think Hero, I love every single quote I've read from him from the past two months. He's fucking pissed that he was in trade rumors all summer. I think he is the number one chip on the shoulder guy in the league right now um, for maybe not the talent of some of these other dudes, but I think this is, I think he's approaching this like, I want to show everybody night after night that I can't believe Portland was like, nah, that's not enough. Um, Lowry's in a contract year. Jimmy Butler is in his, you know, he's about to hit his mid thirties. And, you know, I think he likes, considers himself now as one of the best guys in the league, which he should. But Hawk has coming in. Duncan Robinson, who they're able to resuscitate. People like Jovic. I think Rosillo likes Jovic. They still have Bam. They still have Jimmy. They got Caleb Martin with some real sea legs under him now. I think this team's going to be pretty good. I think, to me, this is like a mid to high 40s for me. And uh, I didn't even really blink. What'd you have, House? Well, the, the win total is 44 and a half, and they won 44 last season. But their... Uh... Uh, expected wins based on point differential was was they had a negative point differential because they won all those games in the clutch. So the, you know, but they that's were, part of what makes them the Heat is they they're top, smarter than everybody else. They have a and they top win ten games. defense every year. That's yeah. why because they have a top ten defense. Every they year. have the best coach in the league. I'm not so sure that a motivated hero is is what this team wants or needs. So. I'm talking regular season only. I understand. I'm just trying when regular. It's season just hard wins. for hero like to go. I can't believe all the disrespect. But it's like they made that run without you. 
<laughs> and he's like, yeah, but still. <laughs> I'm just like, who, who says no? Hero for Harden. I would do it if I were Philly. I mean, but again, who are you asking here? It, you know. To me, I'm trying to get if I if if I'm trying to get Harden, if I'm Miami, that's Lowry for Harden. And I'll I'll well, throw I mean, in something else. Good luck. Lowry no, but I'm I'm not Lowry giving up, Robinson. I'm just not giving up Hero for one here's year. Here's what of James sucks. Harden. Here's what sucks for Miami is they spent all summer thinking this was gonna happen, but although I don't think it to the level of like clearly when the July conversation happens at Summer League where they're not even close. And, you know, on the initial conversation. But by the way, it was, reported, early, it was late June. It wasn't even July where they think Dame is headed their way, probably starting around the draft. Yeah. After the so draft. Like but June, then June 28th. But there's like, like a couple different times in the timeline there where then they're like, they met in Vegas. And then it was like, wait, you're asking for Bam again? Because I always felt yeah. like, hey, don't. There was a bunch of Miami stuff after the fact of like, oh, well, they weren't serious. They were asking for Bam. Like, have you ever heard about a Daryl Morey trade rumor request? Yeah. Like, a lot of these guys, this is how they operate. They start there. Now, if Portland had its own motivation to not want to do it, you know, we've already been over this a million times. But the backcourt situation for them, I, look, it's an over for me. They they mailed it in last year and got to 44 wins, okay? So that's the number, and it's the division. And so you're like, look, Butler is older. I think Lowry's kind of close to toast. I mean, he had a couple nice playoff moments. But, I mean, what are you really penciling in there? Because they did all this waiting, and I, you know, again, I don't know at what point they realized they were probably out of it. They missed out on other options, and then you know, Struess is gone, Vincent is gone. They can replace Struess with, with Robinson. Struess was nice for him. Though. I know he and, was, and but like, I mean, there's they, a reason Struess can replace him. Sure, but there's a reason why Struess was playing over him because yeah. Duncan felt like somebody that could be targeted, uh, despite when he does have it going offensively. Like he had some really nice possessions for him last year. So look, it's it's an over for me, but I'm not gonna beat myself over the head saying I have to put them as a tier one East team with the other teams up there. House, I love that chip on the shoulder, not just with Hero, but with this whole team where it was like, they didn't get Dame, throw them in the fucking dumpster. And I think they thrive on that and they care about it. And uh, I'm just not writing them off. I'm not. The the, the single biggest factor for me is Spolstra. Yeah. He, he, we just took, a, you know, a two month tour with that dude. We just watched him do it yeah. right in our face for two months. So, yeah. Would you, all right, so say they had gotten Dame. That means Milwaukee's the same. It means Boston's the same. Who would you pick to win the East? What do they get? So if it's Lowry and Picks and they turn that into Dame? No, no Hero. Hero. I'm, I'm sorry, Hero and Picks. Yeah. yeah, they do the deal that. Everybody in Miami. The problem is the deal wasn't perfect because they still needed to match the Dame number. And and the part everybody forgets with Portland when they talk about what they got back, they wanted to get rid of Nurkic. That was part of it. So his Dame plus Nurkic was like $68 million. Well, so it also now, made zero sense for Sharp, Simon, and Scoot to be closing a game with Hero. Right. But I'm just saying in a vacuum, like yeah. Miami would have had to take Nurkic back in the trade with Dame. All right, which so, means they had to they would have to do Hero and Lowry and Jovic and all their picks. Which they could have figured out a way to do. I'm just saying, like, if Miami has Dame and whatever pieces around I it. I probably would have I I probably would have still picked Milwaukee or Boston. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Cause I think they the stuff they would have had to give up, I'm not positive that would have cemented it. But who knows? Um We'll still hear from, hear from Miami this year because they still have their picks. They have that Lowry expiring, which they can get a whole bunch of things back. 
I think this is a possible Harden team. Um, we'll see how it goes. Also, I'm not ruling out Donovan Mitchell for this team. Interesting. I'm just not. Uh, I would add to that, like once they'd missed out on Dame and then it was like this list of all these players Riley couldn't get, I felt like that was getting a little unfair. It's like, well, because... Riley's, Riley got LeBron and Wade in the same summer. Riley pulled off Jimmy Butler and I'm still trying to figure out how he got Jimmy Butler for Josh Richardson and, and Hassan Whiteside and a couple picks. Like, how the fuck did that even happen? Um, Mitchell for a hero and a bunch of picks. If the Mitchell thing goes sideways, I still feel like it's sitting there. The Atlanta Hawks, 41 and a half, plus 220 for the division. 49 to one to be the one seed. That seems tough. Minus 200 for the playoffs. They were 41 and 41 last year. And Vegas is saying, we're only going to spot them a half game. House, what are your thoughts? This is one of my favorite overs of the entire upcoming season. And all of it is because of the respect that I have for Quinn Snyder. We had a conversation earlier today. Why do we, why do we think that Quinn Snyder chose this situation rather than waiting and seeing what other kind of opportunities came up? And his wife loved Atlanta. Well, this like loved it. It's literally the answer, right? (laughs) That's the answer. It makes more sense than the other answers that would be basketball related, but <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Um, it's like when Kyle opens a bar in Poughkeepsie, same thing. She loved it there. Kyle, if you do that, I'm honestly going to kill you. <laughs> anyway, house. Do I over? The great thing about bar ownership is that when you can finally afford one, you're like, I shouldn't do this. <laughs> I'm too old. <laughs> you well. Wait, how late are these nights? You've learned. It's a bad investment. The Z tapes have been light the last couple Sundays. Speaking of bad investment, okay. do we believe that Quinn Snyder can make Murray and Trey Young work? So you haven't committed to an over and under yet? I said oh, you said over. Okay. Not, right. It's one of my favorite overs on the on the entire board. And I love the idea of, of them, you know, potentially at those odds uh, winning the division because, you know, something could go south with that Miami situation. And my and and Atlanta is well poised to fill in there. Getting rid of John Collins was addition by subtraction. Uh, yeah, they they had too many guys, and they had to f- fix the minutes. What do you have, Rosillo? I like the over here, and I feel good about it. You know, I think they were kind of a mess again last year. Uh, look, I've covered all my Hawks thoughts. Yeah, but I think they should be good enough to get forty two wins in this conference. So. That's kind of what it comes down to. I mean, hell, the playoffs seem to be different because Trey will have these moments where he's still going to scare you a little bit. You know, I think we've learned that, whether it was the Boston series last year or New York. But, uh, I don't know, there's there's some weird numbers you go through it, like Trey and Murray on the floor together is like only a positive, like 1.6 points better than the yeah. opposition mm-hmm. per 100. And you're like, hey, that's supposed to be a bigger number with those two guys. And then the way they would try to split them up, like I kept watching all the different stuff. All I think is like, you know, Hunter's going to be a little bit better, maybe a little bit more Jalen Johnson, maybe a little more Sadiq Bay, maybe not having Collins sit in the corner and miss shots. Like, that ended up being a salary dump, man, after all the years of what they could possibly get for him. Legitimate salary I just, dump. I think Quinn and the talent level, because I have, like, the talent on the team, that should be 42 wins for the Atlanta Hawks. 
So I think this is my single favorite over of all 30. I've wagered on it. I like them for the division at plus 220. I think they're going to be a top four seed. And I just really like the spot for them because so I think the saying? regular season. Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, or Boston, Milwaukee, Philly? I think Boston, Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland. Cleveland. Atlanta, four. Wow. So wow. you'll have Atlanta over the, over Knicks. the Knicks, Miami, and Philly. Yeah. Well, it makes sense on your over-unders. Like, if I, I go think, back and think about. I think they're this year's Sacramento, where I just think they're going to be a really good regular season team. The Quinn Snyder thing, even in the Boston series, you could feel it. Because Boston fucking killed them in the first two games. Mm -hmm. Those last three games were good games. And they tested Boston, and they exposed some things that uh, I think, you know, came back to haunt the Celtics in the next couple rounds. But, um Getting rid of Collins, who I like, was important because they had too many guys and nobody was happy. The Capella-Kongwu combo, that's a real fucking center combo. Those guys play together. They're like 22 and 19 a game. Like, they, you know, they have, I think they overwhelm Miami in that playing game. Hunter, we'll see. Maybe it's A.J. Griffin in that wing spot. Maybe A.J. Griffin's even a better bet. I still like the Bogdanovich as the third guard with these guys. And, uh... And from Trey, this is like a, you know, he takes a lot of shit. I could see him having a huge year, and I and yeah, I think this could be a hard team to play. We already know he can put up massive stats, but it's going yeah, to have to feel like. But can you not go? Right. I think the most they've ever won was forty three. They had that run in the playoffs. Um, I like this team, and and the Quinn Steiner thing is the number one reason for me because I just don't think they had good coaching. I don't think Lloyd Pierce was a good coach. I don't think Nate McMillan was a good coach. I think Nate McMillan was better than Lloyd Pierce, who was terrible. But for the most part, this team just always looked like a mess to me. Maybe, but I also know this team loved going to the media telling everybody it was the coach's fault, too. That's true. So, from a Trey standpoint, I this feels like a fork in the road for him in a lot of ways this season. I know he's young. I know he's got years ahead of him, but you get to the point where you start developing bad habits as a player. And if you're just a good stats, mediocre team guy, you kind of just end up that way. You know, he's been in the league since 2018. So what are you? Can you make other guys better? Is it just everything has to be built around you? How do you measure success? I just think this team's going to rise to the occasion. I like their rebounding. I like Bay on this team too. So you think he he figures out how to be the guy where it's not just the numbers where it's like everybody's. Yeah. Like pick your spots. Yeah. And that's where like somebody like Quinn Snyder, I think could really help him. Right. The quiet. Sometimes it's not great for us. If you take 31 shots, right. I know you had 40 tonight, but you know, uh, this and this and this didn't happen. Maybe so. the, the, you know, Patty Mills doing some veteran stewardship. I'll tell you another thing for the chalkboard, for the whiteboard for Atlanta. I wanted my big FanDuel boost this year, which I've won the last two years. I wanted it to be Celtics 50-plus wins, Lakers 45-plus wins, and Atlanta 40-plus wins. And it's like the way it gets boosted would be around plus 250 when we, when we end up doing it. And they asked if I could replace Atlanta with OKC because they said Atlanta was not a popular team with the betting public. Put that on your whiteboard, Atlanta. Well, you, they're like, down. put OKC in there. OKC is a little more lovable. <laughs> People don't want to bet on Atlanta. Maybe that was an think, actual actual like gambling take from FanDuel. 
Well, it's their book, so they, it's their number. So you can't blame them. Like, they just said Atlanta. People are like, eh. So tiny, like they know it. Tiny yeah. juice on the over. Minus 112 on the over. All right. We're all going over in Atlanta. That's definitely going to be a lock for me. Well, now it gets interesting. <laughs> well, we have three teams left. You know what? Actually, let's do Charlotte first. We'll, and then we'll finish with Orlando. I thought Washington. you said it gets interesting. Well, <laughs> that's right. But I'm going to get Charlotte out of the way. Charlotte's over under is 31 and a half. No Kai Jones. So Kai Jones is gone. Gone. And the over-under did not move. Has anyone ever requested a trade and then been cut? <laughs> How about 30 for 30 about the Kai Jones book night draft? The 11th and 19th picks? Just 0 and 2. I like book night. I knew Kai Jones. It was limited. But like his journey over the last couple of months was fascinating. Leave it at that. The, the number didn't move. I predict his social media presence to maybe be even a little more extensive than it's been. So starting five of this team looks fine. LaMelo, Rogier, Brandon Miller, PJ Washington, and Williams. It's like, all right, that's solid on paper. The bench, it falls off a cliff. Hayward's probably their best bench guy. Um, this was a, a violent under for me. And then it's been a sexy analytics team. Pretty much everybody is saying over for this. So the over 31 and a half. I just don't personally see it. What do you think, House? I'm on the over. And I think it's because last season I, I'm treating as a as an aberration. I they're think, 27 and 55 and LaMelo missed at least half the season. I think that they're the team, you know, a couple of years ago that, that uh, what did they win? 43 wins in 2021-22 and then 38 wins. Yeah, I forgot to mention the, the Bridges coming back. So... You could say four of the five starters from the 43-win team from two years ago are back. But the the conference was also worse two years ago. Right, because when you go, all right, LaMelo played 36. Hayward played 50, although what do you yeah, really pencil that? Pencil, pencil you, the 50 in every year for right, Hayward. That's true. Bridges plays zero. You're like, wait. But if you go back to two years ago and then won 43, I thought that was one of the most impressive seasons anyone had in the league. Yeah, you were I, saying that at the time. You were like, like this team is the all-time overachieve. This is unbelievable. a 25-win team. They're in all these games in the yeah. fourth quarter. That's why like, I just thought it was like, of course, Jordan would be like, oh, Borrego, we got to move on. But like, Do you realize what this guy has helped yeah. you do? And, you know, LaMelo playing 70 games means what? I mean, he has been statistically better than I thought he'd be. He's more fun. He's he's in a weird lane where he's like a rock star of a player because of the way he plays and the personality and the, and the social media and pieces everything. of it. But you know, the mellow ball is a problem. Hashtag problem. <laughs> but clearly, like there needs to be something else to his game to to round out like wins or losses here. And he's he's kind of avoided all of this stuff. Like he's gotten all the good parts. Yeah, but. I think There's a lot some of the, appalling playmaking right. at the end of games, like so, appalling. I don't, I don't know. Like I imagine him being around for the full season. It's weird because for me, the first time I was like, "Oh my god, it's a 30. and then I started digging into it a little bit more. I was like, "Am I actually going to say over for the Hornets?" And I'm not. The Miles Bridges piece too, where he's going to be playing again, and it's going every he's going to go in every city, and there's going to be a big story in the newspaper, and it's going to be a sports radio thing, and. I don't know, players that can go either way with how it affects people. I where, think, so that's 50-50 to me. Because I don't on think. On him? 
I don't think anybody gives a shit about the Charlotte Hornets. Well, that that's might be a, true. A, too. They're not coming to town, and there's a story about this, I, this guy. With he hasn't this, played in two years, and um, he's going to be one of the most villainized guys in the league. And how that affects him, I guess we'll see. Just talking about it from gambling purposes. I understand. Um, I bet it hard when it was at 30 and a half. It's at the book right now at 31 and a half. It's still an over for God me. I think they Why have didn't you seven. tell me? I would have talked to you out of this. No, no, no. I, I think they have seven guys that can play. And 30 is such a low bar. I, I, I'm For them to hit this, Brandon Miller has got to be good immediately. So, Rosillo, I defer to you. Well, um... Because I, I think that's the way they hit Like, it. yeah, right. That's exactly... That's, if he's, that's like, the, legit good. Like, even, like, a little better than Keegan Murray last year in the Kings. And I think he's going to be really good. Well, so then maybe they hit it. But by the way, Bridges played in 21-22. He played 80 games, and he was awesome. He was 20 points a game. Yeah, 27-4. and four. Yeah. yeah, The season he missed was last season. He didn't miss been, two seasons. He's, yeah, he's been 35% from <laughs> He's going to be making $40 million a year. All right, so you guys are going over? I think I just switched it to over. I'm I can't definitely believe over. it. I, definitely I just am. did it. I'm going under. I just can't live with myself otherwise. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? This is something I've thought about a lot over the last 25 years. Sometimes little kids enter your life. Sometimes you're just searching for that extra hour. Sometimes it feels like all of a sudden it's three o'clock, four o'clock, and it's like, where'd the day go? I barely did anything. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you so that you can make it a priority and therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can guide you through the process of defining your values and understanding your priorities so you know what things you can spend your time on that will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you'll always be wishing for more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Bill Simmons today to get 10% off your first month. 10%. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bill Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at McLobulture.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. All right, now it gets fun. The Orlando Magic. Steve Cerruti in the house for this. He flew cross country just so we can talk to him about the Orlando Magic over under of 37 and a half. That's not the only reason he flew across country. We also wanted to see him. Wanted to feed him. Plus 900 for the division. Just mentioning that. Plus 172 for the playoffs. Last year, they're 34 and 48. And House, it's only four more wins and they hit the over. What do you got? 
I'm not just saying this because Rudy's sitting here. I like the over. Okay. I like this team. This is also one of these ones where their best player just was on a massive stage. Both of them. They're two best players. Sure, sure. Yeah. One's better than the other, though. France. France is better. Yeah, France is better. We there's no argument, right? Nah, right there's now, an argument, but I think there's an. Argument. I think Paolo's going to be awesome. He's going to be awesome. France is better right now. Part yeah, Paolo's of, twenty years old. Yeah, that's part of the thesis for why there's a leap still for Paolo. Yeah, and he got that time. He was on that stage. Well, we found out in the World Championships that him as a five is the destiny of Paolo, but that's probably two, three years away with the. With the with the muscle and stuff. Rosilla, what do you got for this? 37 and a half. Because they're still so young, I was like, wait, I don't can you get, you know, 38, 39 wins out of this team? But you know what? I started thinking about it. Like if I'm that high on Palo, like the second year guys that are special, like that's kind of when it happens. And they played so many teams so tough, and they still didn't really know what the rotation is. And I think they may just collectively be like, hey, we know we drafted a lot of you guys. And again, that's sort of the Anthony Black, Suggs, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, like who's getting the opportunity. I don't like the Howard pick at all. But Franz and Paolo are that good. They just are. And so I was going to say, I was going to say under, but I'm going over. I was leaning toward under, as I told Saruti before the podcast, but I, I have too many unders. And at 37 and a half, I need one more over. If they were 30 wins, I go, man, that's that's a pretty big leap. Like, think about all the times you were watching them late in the year. We're like, they figured something out well, here. You I and I were this. talking during the year, like we we were saying, like, man, if there's one team that's better than their record, it's probably Orlando. They were in a they had big wins against good teams. They lost some last second games. It worries me with the guards because you have But they might just say screw it and be like, We're we're done pretending that this is an equal opportunity position thing this many years. I think that would be smart. Suggs, Anthony, Anthony Black, and Fultz. And Fultz is in a contract year. And I actually liked what I saw from Fultz last year. I think Fultz... So Rudy's the Fultz is good guy, and he's been right about it for a long time. And Jonathan Isaac potentially coming back. I'm going to go over only because I think those two guys are going to play for six months and give a shit the whole time and be in games and have a couple nice big wins. It just worries me. It looks a little too obvious. I think we won. We picked the over last year, didn't we? We did. Yeah, we hit it. our locks, I'm pretty sure. We hit it. We loved Orlando last year. So this is a Palo-Franz bet. I also really like Franz for most improved because I think that could... No, insulting that is a Cerruti. No, I'm... Remember SGA won that year when he jumped to like 27 points a game? He was already good, but then he had that stat jump. Right. And could Franz have a stat jump? Like that? I don't know. You'd have to be the only guy and have the ball every time. His most improved odds, I think, the only reason I liked it was because they were were pretty high. Yeah, he's 30 to 1 for most improved. I can see it. All right, Saruti, what do you got? I mean, they started 5 and 20 last year. That was mostly. 5 and 20? 5 and 20. And that was mostly because Fultz was out. And they were like, hey, Franz and Paolo run the show. And they, they weren't really ready to do it. They finished 29 and 28. I mean, that's, that's on pace to be the sixth seed, the seventh seed. And the conference is worse. 
I think that middle area is a little bit because it's that middle area is dense. There's a lot of teams that are kind of the same. The Pacers are in there. I mean, their their best case scenario is like maybe Brooklyn, uh, Chicago, maybe Toronto. Two of those teams maybe just drop off and they get into the play-in. I mean, their number is higher than Toronto's number. Yeah. The issue is they still struggle to score and they still don't. I mean, I've been saying this since 2010. It feels like they just don't have enough shooting. And they, I don't, maybe Jet Howard solves that. I, people didn't like that pick. I don't know. I'll, I'll wait to see what it's like. The number seems right. 37 and a half seems right around where they'd win. But I mean, every playing team last year was, had 40 wins. So yeah, I, I, I think it's more likely they win 40 games than it is they win like 33. So I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm biased, but I, I would, I would lean over. There's a piece of it where I just want to root for it because I know I'm going to love this team as a league pass team. It'll be a top five for me, and I don't want to be in the back of my head rooting for the under. But I believe in the Franz-Palo combo just being a bitch to play over the course of six months. Because we're going to have that that uh, that turn, midseason tournament in December, and somebody weird is going to end up in there out of the eight, and it's going to be a team like this that just has two young players. And I think the cool thing, too, is those guys are willing teammates. Like, they've yep. already gotten past the stuff that maybe frustrates me with other young guys where the only way they think they can contribute is by shooting. I don't, I don't feel like I'm betraying Steve Kerr. He, he was so impressed by Paolo and just thought the guy's going to be a beast. And he probably said that publicly. But I think that whole coaching staff was like, Jesus, holy mackerel. Like, what is this guy going to be? Because they all, they all think he's going to be a five. I don't know how many years down the road it is, but when you think like he's can't even legally drink yet, um, what's he going to look like down the road? The the beating people off the dribble stuff last year from him was just breathtaking. We talked about it a lot. There's going to be a physicality to him as he gets bigger and as he puts on muscle. And then the Franz piece, like, I, I don't know how good that guy can be, but he would be on the short list of, who can jump up and suddenly become an all-star. The stuff he was doing, I know is the world championships, but the stuff he was doing was like really high level. Like they were running everything through him. That's the, the, the poise point is the thing. To yeah. Me. And then that's what, you know, Sarudi's observation about how that team was a winning, had a winning record for a sustained run. That's because Franz Wagner has the poise. They could run. They're going to rebound too. The shooting is going to be the issue. And, and, you know, I to me, it's more likely somebody like Suggs is just all of a sudden better than he was last year. Fultz in a contract year, whatever it is. Uh, so we're all going over. We're going over. Saruti, so you're you're like too afraid to go over. What could go wrong? I think the number's really right. Okay. Well, the number's really right for our last team of the preview, <laughs> the Wizards of Washington. <laughs> Twenty-three and a half. Last year they're thirty-five and forty-seven. They are thirteen to one to make the playoffs. House. Here's the starting five, as far as I could tell. Tyus Jones, who's just on eBay right now. Just like, does anyone want to trade for a point guard who's been in some big games? Jordan Poole, who Kevin Garnett um, unironically asked, could he be used like James Harden on Houston? It was an actual <laughs> podcast moment. Corey Kispert, who has some nice nice uh, shooting percentages. Kyle Kuzman just got paid in Gafford. This team is awful house. Why do you think they can go over? Because this team is not any worse than the team that the Washington franchise put on the floor last season. Talent-wise, this team, I would argue... The 35-win last year team. But that's that team right. had Porzingis scoring 23 a game. Well, and Beal. 
Kuzma, they had 40 games of Beal last season. He So part of House's premise is Poole can replace a lot of the Beal stats. He can replace all of them. Um, He'll certainly replace the field goal attempts. Kuzma was the guy who got the touches <laughs> at the end, end of the game, not uh, yeah. Porzingis. And it that was proper. He, win, he, winning he, recipe there. He's a lot more... The problem, the reason that I love this is because 23 and a half is so low. Yeah. It's so, you, you, they have three guys that are professional guys that are auditioning for their next situation. Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma. They're not motivated. The big three. They're not motivated to go stink, though. They're, like, competent. They're not incompetent. And DeLon Wright is going to be a tremendous asset for somebody. Look at that guy's advanced metrics. for Corral Bob always loved him. He, he gets his hands on balls, you know, uh, better than a Kardashian. It's an amazing <laughs> skill set. He's, he's tremendous at this. Don't sleep on my guy, Koulibaly. Bala Koulibaly. Yeah. They actually, I think this new regime play. in Washington hit a draft pick. Yeah, it this does seem like it. is crazy long. Has tremendous poise. He played with Wemby all year last year. He's not afraid of nothing. He thinks he belongs on a professional basketball. There is court. some some quotes coming out about him from the players and coaches that are like reminiscent of the baby rhino stuff with Jalen Carter and the Eagles, where sure. the teammates are like, "This guy, Jesus, <laughs> holy mackerel, they suck, dude. They I don't, suck. I don't. <laughs> they do don't. suck. Don't misunderstand. Twenty four wins is a W, though." 24 yeah, wins. House, you're not getting to 20. Here's the reason. You won't get to 20 wins. They they're they will start tanking at the trade deadline when yeah, the, most of these guys are gonna gone. They're going to go like 2 for but there are 28. 55 games between the start of the season and the and the and the trade deadline. So well, if they win 20, this is the first time I've ever 30, been worried about you as a Washington basketball fan. If they go 20 and 30 through the first they're not 50 doing games, that. why not? Why can't they? Because they're not good. They don't have any. <laughs> they're there's not, not even like a possible all-star in this team house. Well, Jordan Poole begs to differ. And he's going to <laughs> show you. What are you talking you, about? Jordan Poole is going to show you that that he's got. He was just, they were holding back. Steve Kerr and Draymond were holding back in, in Golden State. I actually think Jordan Poole, now that Dinwiddie looks like he's not going to have the ball enough, Jordan Poole is going to be our number one. His teammates hate playing with him guy. That's my prediction. I liked that I read an article on Hoops Hype that Danilo Gallinari said he couldn't wait to play the Celtics. Oh, revenge like, game with Gallo? What are you mad about? Yeah, they did the tell him that he was staying. <laughs> How about Johnny Davis? You didn't mention him. He's an unmentionable. How's you missed on like five straight first round picks until Koulibaly. It's a whole Wait, new thing. We don't even know that that's a hit yet. But I, it, but I'm, I'm just at least giving it a do not know. Kispert. I kind of like Kispert, but didn't they take him like ninth? Took him too high. Yeah. He can shoot though. Rosello, is this 2024 stealth trade machine team? Feels like there's going to be a lot of trade machine action with this team. Yeah, but I don't know like, what do I want? I don't want Poole's contract and I don't know that I want Poole in a me against the world Tupac season. You know, that's I, the other part. I know, of it. I know. And, and Koulibaly is going to do whatever he wants to do. So based on watching him play, I like Gafford. Kuzma's actually been pretty good for him, you know, and, yeah. and he got paid and maybe there's something there. But yeah, I think a lot of teams will call about Tyus Jones. Um, I think you know, Poole's I on know. the team the whole season, just for the record. I think, I think oh, with I that think contract, yes. Yeah. 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 If he plays really well, though, and his shooting percentages 
are are close to what because he sh- he then shoots keep him that right we keep him and maybe he's he's either a cornerstone <laughs> piece as you grow or I, I hate to break it to his you contract you're keeping him either way no his contract is going to look good in a year if he's a cornerstone you're keeping him if he's not a cornerstone you're not going to be able to trade him I think they are going to be able your to life. trade him the three people in your life for the next few years are your wife your son and Jordan Poole <laughs> that's how it's going to play out I'll and maybe him me. Over. He can have Chipotle. We like Chipotle at my at the house household. Uh, I just don't see it. I'm going uh, hard under. Possible You're locking lock. it. Possible Fine. lock. Fine. Go ahead. I don't I think, just think I'd they lock get the first. It. They they get the pole position in the lottery with this team. I don't see a There's worse too team. Many professional players. They they're over under is four you wins. Yeah, you're, you're, you're comparing it to like Hinky Sixers experiments. <laughs> I think that's what's throwing you off here. This they're better than the Spurs. House, they're going to be more competitive than Portland. House, your over under is four wins lower than every other team in the league. I think that's a mispricing. This is fascinating. Now we've got some serious Wizards. Usually takes. he's realistic with the with the Wizards too. I also, yeah, I think the Something's other thing going is on that with house. I, they, I, I, you're we wrong. Talk like, There's tonight. nothing here that's core. There's nothing here that's like, hey, you know, even with Wembenyama, San Antonio, even last year when they were tanking, they were still running stuff offensively. They were like doing things. Yeah. I think Detroit actually planned on being a lot better than they were last year, but then Cade goes yeah. down for the, there's not one guy on this Wizards roster where I think they're going to be like, well, we got to make sure we set the standard immediately, even though it's mm. a really good front office. Who's your coach house? Um, until junior. Did you have to check? <laughs> no, I, I I knew it was. I, I wanted to make sure I didn't say Bickerstaff because we had a long run with Bickerstaff. He's the other worst coach in the East. West until junior is the worst coach in the East. And then oh. Bickerstaff is the second worst coach in the East. All right. I'm going to recap our over-unders. And then we're going to do locks. Celtics, 54 and a half. We all went over. Sixers, 47 and a half. All went under. Knicks, 45 and a half, three overs. Nets, 37 and a half, all under. Toronto, 36 and a half. I went over. House went over. Rosillo under. Miami Heat, I went over. What did you do on that one? I didn't write it down, Rosillo. Over. And you're over as well, House? Yes. Okay, three overs for the Heat. Then the Atlanta Hawks, we were kind of giddy about them. Three overs. Orlando Magic, 37 and a half, three overs, but I think probably because Saruti was here. If Saruti wasn't, there's an alternate universe where Saruti's not here and maybe we're arguing more about the Magic. I did change fine. my mind on it. That's fine. Charlotte, 31 and a half. Russell and House went over. I went under it. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about the over. Yeah, I, did, I just, don't, I just wish they weren't in the league. Washington, 23 and a half. Lock. Under for me and Rosillo, over for House. So there you go. All right. It's time for the locks. House, what do you have for for locks out of the 30 teams? How many are we doing? What's the right you number? You can do one. You can do three. You can do five. I'm probably doing six. You're doing six. My God. Well, I did seven last year. I think I went six and one. I'm good at these. My locks. Best there ever is, man. One of the best. Uh... Atlanta over is a lock for me. Is that a lock for you, Rosillo? Not a lock. Okay. Let's not lose our minds here. Oh, well, it's a lock for me, and it might be one of my favorites. What else, House? Um, 
I can't I can't do the the, the um, Hornets, but I really want to do it. But I'm not going to do it. Just do it, you wuss. I'm not going to do, do it. Do it, you coward. I love the Pacers. The Pacers is a lock for me. Okay. Um, they're a lock for me as well. Add me to the list. Okay. We love wow. some Pacers wow. basketball on this Amazing. pod. All right, Tyrese. That was my favorite one. It's a good one. It's too low. It's too, too low. low. We're all in agreement. It's too low. House? Who else? Um, I am on the Suns under. That's a lock for me. Oh. I'm not. I mean, we did it last year. Eddie, you know, made, made, makes fun of the podcast for it. It's fine. I I'm going to do. Man, I'm not going to do a lock. I really like that under, though, for them. Who, Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. It's really good, I'm but I, I'm not going to lock it because I don't feel as strongly about it as the other ones, but I really like that one. All right, what else, House? I'm only going to do four. It's yep. the Clippers can forever fuck off lock <laughs> of the year. The Clippers <laughs> is a lock under for me. Okay. Rosillo? Uh Denver over lock. Okay. 52 and a half. New Orleans over lock. <laughs> 44 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pacers over. Yep. And I'm just staying positive here. Miami over. Okay. And then Dallas over. No net, no unders. I don't want to be negative. Dallas over. That's yeah. amazing. This year. Positive up, guy. You're up to something. How many did you just do? You did five. I want to add one more. Okay. Boston over. <laughs> I do believe in Boston. I, I Looking down at okay. my notes, I left it off. The Boston over. I love the Boston over. I'm just stupefied by Dallas for you, Rosillo. So you're saying you're saying Kyrie's gonna have a normal season? No, no, I would never guarantee okay. that. I just think it's that just Luka, a blind Luca bet. It would be a blind Luca kind of like everything they did around it, and he comes in more motivated than ever before after last season being that disappointing. My locks are weirdly I have I think all overs. Lakers over forty seven and a half. Oklahoma City over forty four and a half. I'm really jealous of House's Phoenix under, but I'm not gonna do it. I am going to do under for Portland at 27 and a half because I think that team is built to not be good this year. I have the Atlanta over 41 and a half. I have the Miami chip on their shoulder over 44 wow. and a half. Us against the world. Fuck you. 45 and 37 season. I also have the Indiana over 38 and a half. And I would have had the Philly, but it dropped enough that I don't feel like it's a lock. Because if Embiid just plays, they were so good last year that there, there's a world where they figure their shit Maxie, out. Maxi, even if Harden's yeah, scoring yeah, around. I'm just, yeah. I, that's a stay away to me. Um, I really want to do Washington as an under lock. Should we just do that as a fuck you to house? Yeah, put me down. Go All ahead, right, I'm down fine. too. It's fine. I, <laughs> did, I did not give my Washington pick as a lock. All right, me and Rosillo are under 23 and a half lock. Fine. The Wizards. Fine. Every W I'm sending you. I'm going to create a, 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 a Twitter X handle for it. That's it for the uh, special three-part over-under extravaganza. That was really fun. We kept good time. Rosillo stayed engaged. <laughs> Still not coming to stayed dinner. awake. And, uh, and that's it. Thank you so much to Steve Cerruti for flying out for us. Thanks to Ryan Rosillo as well. And don't forget to listen to the Ryan Rosillo podcast. Don't forget to listen to Joe House and the Mirror Gambling Show on Fairway Rolling. I will see you on this feed on Thursday. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. You can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Honey Stinger. This is a show about sports and culture opinions, but right now I want to talk sports facts, the data, the stats. Honey Stinger, sports nutrition, trusted by more than 1,500 pro and college teams. That's right, 1,500. That's all 32 pro football teams. That's 39 pro basketball teams, 29 pro baseball teams, and more that prepare, perform, and recover with the delicious taste of Honey Stinger's energy waffles, chews, gels, and bars. Honey Stinger is the one team's trust. Use code SIMMONS for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. That is S-I-M-M-O-N-S for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. 